Blog Talk Radio. Come on, put your hands together. Great is the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, Brian, we have a fascinating show tonight. Man, you know, I didn't know that there was a book out about, you know, what we're going to talk about tonight. And you know what? I think a lot of people are really addicted to uh, this thing. Uh, I had a lot of people email me today saying, you know, they were asking me questions. Am I really addicted? Because I can't, every time I, I go to bed, I'm jumping up and I'm checking it. And when I'm at work, um, you know, checking behind the boss, making sure that they don't see me on there when I even have it on my cell phone. So, Brian, this is something that a lot of people really, really need to uh, take notes on today. We're going to have a good time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I want to say it was funny when, when I heard about the uh, the topic of the show, and um, I hadn't actually discussed it with you, but I laughed when I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, is he talking about me? Is this a joke? <laughs> And then as I um, as I read a little bit more, I said, okay, so this is going to be a really interesting show because I think a lot of people who think that might be, you know, addicted really aren't, and ones who don't believe they are addicted, they really are. <laughs> but you know, before we before we get into that, Brian, I, I just want to say that there's so much going on in the world today. And if you're listening to this show, you're truly, truly blessed because what's going over in Haiti right now is really, really, it's it's so tough. I just ask everybody out there that if you can't give any money, if there's nothing else that you could do, I just ask that you please, please pray for the people uh, over in Haiti that uh, that things will stable stable out and they can get back to living the lives that, they were created to live, not the lives that they were living, but create, you know, live the lives that they were created to live. And I, yeah. I just wanted to say that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can give if you are able to give. Um, even if it's not in money, you can also give in your time and efforts in helping the ones that have gotten the money together to get things like food and clothing, and you know, even makeshift shelters, things like of that sort. Or if you have food and clothing that you are willing to donate, you know, do that. Because, you know, that effort is, I mean, it's just, it's a massive undertaking, to say the least, to to help those people. Yes. You know, and I mean, because, as I said last week, their country it has been pretty much destroyed. You know, their way of life, it, you know, they, they already live their life of poverty, but when you when you add on devastation to impoverishment, you know, you know, it's just wow. Yes, it is. You know, it's it's hard to de- to even describe it without getting choked up, because you know when you see the scenes on TV, they're just a you know smidgen of the hurt and the pain and the devastation that's actually going on as we speak. Yeah. You know, so if you're able to do something for those folks out in Haiti, please do so. But you know, Greg, let's let's go ahead and change gears a little bit and let's talk about this addiction. <laughs> okay. Let's get it going. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. Facebook addiction. That's the topic for our show and our guest today is Mr. Nandi Oswagu. And Mr. Oswagu wrote a book, and I'll let him tell you a little bit about that book because I'm sure that once you hear it, you're not going to be happy if you're one of those people. (laughs) Or maybe you are because maybe it actually gives you an opportunity to realize, you know, who you are and get help because for every addiction there is always help. But we'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Nandi Oswagu. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Greg, for having me on your show today. Thank you. Thank you the, for coming. No, I don't, no problem at all. No problem at all. The, the title of the book is called Facebook Addiction, The Life and Times of Social Networking Addicts. Mm. 
you know, what what made you come up with this idea to write this book? Well, I, I first want to say that the book is a fictional book, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's important to note. But what, how I came up with the idea was, you know, this this is my fourth book, and I was looking for a project to combine computer science and fiction. I have a computer science background, and then basically watching all of my friends interact on on Facebook and and just hearing what's going on in society, this this felt like a really good project to to shed light on a on an issue that's on the tip of everyone's tongue right now. Hmm. Hmm. I tell you what, uh, <laughs> when when I saw the topic, I was talking with Dee, and she was telling me about you and the book that you've written. I was like, this is so needed. Because they really, I mean, a lot of people are really truly addicted to uh, the new technology with the iPhones and the Blackberries, and you know, you're able to interact all around the world within seconds, and you you know what's going on. But a lot of people, I guess, they feel that uh, they really need to stay in contact with uh, Facebook and what's going on on Facebook, and it's you know, it's 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 a, it's a great opportunity to actually hook up with people that you went to high school with and elementary school. It's just amazing that people around the world are just, you know, everybody can come together within a matter of seconds. So, you know, do, do you see uh, this lasting for a long time? Do you, you know, I know you're, you're, you're in, you're, you know, a computer science major, but do you do you see this, like, going on for a pretty long time or something, coming up with something else better than Facebook? Well, in terms of coming up with something else means it's hard to predict that, but with every stage in, in human evolution and, and technology, we, we come with new ways to communicate with each other and new ways to socialize. So, you know, when, when the cell phones first came, came out, everyone had a cell phone. Now, you know, even before the cell phone, let's look at the beeper. That was like the big thing. Everybody had beepers. Yeah. And then we, yeah, that took you back, right? And then we, we, we transitioned <laughs> to, to, to cell phones where it's just so easy to, to talk to people. This, you know, we're we're in a we're in an era, a, a digital era, where, you know, tools as such, we, we're connecting easier, easier. We're we're getting an idea of what our people around us are thinking. So let's say if you're gonna go, you're gonna buy a stroller for a newborn, you can easily say, okay, well, I want to get a, an opinion on a stroller. It's not about like someone's uh, company marketing it to you anymore. It's about let me put it out on Facebook or put it out on Twitter, and then your friends will respond, oh, no, I bought this stroller. It worked out for me. I mean, I don't think there was – before it was word of mouth, but now this is just so much easier to, to connect and, and, and gain information based with, with the people that are around you. When I say around you, it could be from London to New York to Brooklyn to Philly to Atlanta, but they're around you now. So it's definitely a, a new era that we're, we're embarking in in which we, we automated even further the ability to, to communicate with each other. You know, it's, it's funny. I actually have a computer background myself, and I can remember the days of, you know, when IM first became popular, and that was sort of like the way that people social networked. And yeah. then it sort of had that other, you know, type of evolution into what we have now is Facebook. And there's, you know, literally dozens of other social networking pieces, and I guess the evolution of Facebook has now become sort of like a Twitter slash Facebook slash MySpace where, you know, you have this one tool that everybody uses to connect to all three. You know, and, um, you know, it's funny, and, and I say it's funny because I know people who, they live on Facebook. You go out there and you'll see that they have literally every five to ten minutes they have a comment to say, and it's almost as if they're conversating with, you know, people through Facebook. You know, I can they remember are. seeing where a woman had uh, texted her, you know, talked through Facebook to her husband and said, hey, give me a call. I'm getting ready to go in labor. And wow. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> wow, that's the story right there. <laughs> you know, so but but the thing is, when you think about it, it actually, you know, when if if you're constantly looking at, you know, whatever social media device you use, whether it be your phone or your, you know, 
uh, laptop or what have you, if you're constantly on there and you see that message come through, you know, it makes it convenient. You know, and I agree when someone's out there shopping, you know, before they would call and say, hey, friend, what do you think about this? Now they can ask all, you know, 500 of their friends on the friends list. You know, and maybe five of those people actually have that stroller. And so it does become sort of like a, a more useful tool, you know. But when it comes to the addiction, you know, and I give you I give you an example. You know, have you had people actually respond to the book and say, yes, I am addicted, and oh, what yeah. do I do? Well, you know, like, I'm I'm not a mental health professional, so I'm probably not the person to give you advice. I can give you common sense advice, you know, like maybe um, taking off, you know, getting off of the applications in terms of like a Farmville or Mafia Wars, maybe disabling your notifications so that it's not popping up on your email account or your phone every five seconds. Maybe, you know, it's, it's certain notifications that you can disable, like the, the come after me. It's a, it's a notification in, in a sense that, if I respond to, like, your status update, I don't get an email when 100 other people respond to it. So, you know, these things keep you engaged with the software, and it's strategically planned by the developers to do that because uh-huh. they want you to stay on as long as possible so that you can see advertisers and things of that nature. So all, right. all this is strategic, and, it, and it's meant to keep you on. Um, but it, in terms of real people coming at what, what I what I do with all of my projects – I create this thing called an interactive book-based blog. So each of my books have an associated blog, and I use the term that uh, you read my book offline and you can interact with it online, so it's infinite. So even if you've read the book or if you, you have not read the book, you still understand the topic, and it may be dear to your heart. So you know, Facebook addiction is probably one of the lighter ones that I've written in, 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 in my um, career. But still, people can interact, whether it's stories about finding a, a, a loved one or finding their mate on Facebook or stories about, you know, how they're addicted and they're trying to kick the habit. They put their own real-life stories on the, um, on the book-based blogs. So I've been seeing all, all sorts. Mm, okay. I just, a little birdie just told me about uh, an article that you have in your book about uh, a husband divorcing uh Oof! This this woman learning her husband is divorcing her. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't want you to tell us too much about it because I want people to get the book. But uh, give us enough, tease them enough that they, you know, that they'll be really, really interested. Well, see, the way the book was constructed was uh, it, it's based on these twelve characters that are part of this fictional group called Social Networking Anonymous, and these twelve characters basically come forward and tell their story. So. It's akin to an Alcoholics Anonymous. That's how the um, social networking anonymous is, is formed. So these guys, they, each of them come through and tell their stories. Each chapter is dedicated to them. So some of the stories are far out, but then what the goal of the book is, is is to make it mere reality. So two things were done. I made myself an actual character in the book. So you know, uh, a, a lot of people who read the, the introduction of the, of the book say, wow, I didn't know that you had it. Like You were really that addicted. And I'm like... I'm, I'm not, per se, right? I, I'm a user of Facebook. I probably use it excessively at times, too, but not to the degree that the character is using it. And the right. second thing was a collaboration with the New York Daily News in which I wanted to get real-life articles, as the one that um, Gregory just mentioned. So this, the, the, you're reading the book, and you're like, wow, this can't be true, or, or wow, this really happened, and then you see the actual news article. So it, it takes the, the reader on a journey, to, and the end goal is, to really shed light on on this issue, which which is uh, social networking addiction and and Facebook addiction. Yes, you know, and how do you how do you not become addicted to something that's you know that really is is what I akin to almost voyeurism. Oh, it's digital reality. That's what I call it. It's <laughs> digital reality. I mean, you know, we, 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 you look at the, fa- the fascination we have with reality TV. I think that started in the 90s when you watch uh-huh. like MT- and, and, uh, the MTV house and all these things. But right now, you're, you're like, you can follow 
like some random person, like not even a random person, a friend actually, like someone you know. Right. But then you, and, 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 and they're, they're the type of people who like they, they're updating their status like 25, 30 times a day. You don't want to look. But it's like a guilty pleasure kind of. So I, I look right. at it like digital reality, but instead of following celebrities that you don't know, you can actually follow people that you do know. Right, right. And, you know, and, and again, you have some people, like I said, that will literally update their status every five minutes. Oh, yeah, you know? most definitely. You know, and then you have some that actually have, uh, you know, what I consider positive content that you want to go out there and get it. You know, I know Greg puts out um, a saying every morning on Facebook. You know, he he gives you something that's really thought-provoking. And, you know, he'll get a lot of feedback from that because people, you know, generally they see something they like, they, you know, they press the like button. You know, let's, let's talk about the like button. You know, because I have a couple of things, like a couple of pet peeves about, about like Facebook. <laughs> and uh, the like button is not my pet peeve. Okay. It's just that I would like to have an unlike button. A lot of people have been saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, because there are some people that put some things on Facebook that, you know, you really, you know, it makes it feel more my spacious, you know. Where it's like, okay, that's what the kids do on MySpace. That's why we left MySpace for Facebook, you know, because, you know, I know in my circle people consider Facebook for the upper for sophisticated types that are more professional and more goal-oriented. And MySpace is for the people who, you know, want to put half-naked pictures of themselves everywhere. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, sometimes when you have those people cross the line, so to speak, in the content that they place out there, you really want to have a way to say, no, <laughs> you know, that's not something I want to see. You know what I mean? I, I, I would just unfriend them. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know and, and and sometimes they are your friends, you know. You yeah, know, you want to tell them, no, no, don't do that, you know. It, 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 could, be, it could be a little TMI, TMI-ish yeah. at times. You know, depending on, on on how much a person wants to expose it themselves, it could, it could be a little TMI. All right. Can we do something about those pillows? <laughs> oh, I, you I, know, that's my other. I don't. Pet I don't like the pillows. I I don't like the pillows. I don't. I personally, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of um 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 yeah random random pillows and blessings or just those mm-hmm. third party applications and hitting me with it. I just rather you post something on my wall or comment. So I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I think that's been that's been like the bane of Facebook. I, I I try not to even get on it on my computer now because I get hit so many times <laughs> because my name, you know, and and a lot of the people, and I and I already know why I get hit so much. It's not because I'm that popular or anything. It's just that my name starts with B. Oh, <laughs> you know, so oh, I'm so higher up, up on their list. Okay, you know, and I and I said I actually put a. Uh, status update out there that said, you know, if you want to hit me with the pillow, give me $10. Send it to my PayPal account. <laughs> and then somebody hit you, didn't they turn around and hit you with a brick, right? Yeah. <laughs> then they hit me with a brick and they I said, I got a stack of dollars. You know, it was like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know? And there's no way, like, you know, with most of the stuff you can say, I don't want it, let's block this app. You know, but with those type of apps, they don't even allow you to block them. Yes, it's, it's really you know, and I think you know, yeah, and I think you should be able to have a little bit more control over what people put on your page. You know what I mean? It, it could be. I think it could be um, dangerous if you don't adjust your privacy settings or your mm-hmm. settings, and then you might go on vacation and you might you could be away from Facebook for a while, and random right. people can actually post things on your page. You know, right. sometimes if you have a depending on your network, you may have people that are not as close to you. But still, you they're in your they're on your friends list, and right. yeah, if you go away on vacation, it's not monitored, and you you share friends with some potential employers, and, and one of your other friends are putting other stuff on your wall. They you know they see that, so you definitely want to be careful and, and adjust your privacy settings and monitor things of that nature. Right. Well, let me yeah, let me ask you about the 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 applications and the, uh, the three party application and the security risk. What you know, there's a lot. There's so many people getting hacked out there, and some of the stuff that, ask, you know, the people are asking you to click on this and click on that, and 
and a lot of times, you know, a lot of a lot of those things are viruses, and it takes you to another site, and they're able to get your your passcode and all those kind of things. What 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 type of security risk, you know, are, are you up against when you when you see those things, especially when you get those uh, invites from people that you don't know? Well, well, two two parts to the question, right? With the with the with the first one in terms of the applications, understand this, right? On the phone right now, let's say that we all we, we all three of us went into a room, sat in front of a computer. We can build an application, and we could put the bells and whistles and and and, and uh, make it seem official, and then we can post it or, or add it to the Facebook application list and and send it to our our network, and our network can send it to their network, and so forth and so forth. But in us building that, we could put malicious things in that. It's just you know three guys in a room building it. So. That's the risk that you you have you you have when you use some of these applications in which you don't know who the vendor actually is who built it, and then if they wanted to put certain things to get information from you and extract that to use against you because you know this is now you know falling back on my IT consulting background. Some people you know in terms of it, it, people take, think this hacking thing is like so mysterious and cryptic. It, 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 at times it's as simple as if I if I look over your shoulder and get a password and use it against your account, I hacked your system. But it, it wasn't. I didn't do anything that's mind-boggling. So in saying that, sometimes if someone gets your Facebook password, some people use that that same password or an email address for other for other applications or that that are actually financial. They might use the same passwords you know they use on Facebook and for the, the online banking and so forth. So I think. You know, you leave yourself open to different risks. It's definitely, you know, you you should. I would, if you're going to use these third-party applications, I would research the vendor to know who exactly it's coming from, rather than just clicking the, you know, the, the OK button. And, and the second part, um, personally, you know, I, I with the with the fan page and the random invites, I have two. You have a you could have a fan page, right, in which anyone can join your fan page, but on your personal space. This is a rule that I go by, not not saying anybody else has to. I try to only add friends that are mutual friends of someone else. So even if I don't know you, um, if if I if you know someone in my circle, I'll I'll add you. You know, I don't I, I don't mind that. But if if it's totally random and I, I don't even know where I met you, or you're you don't and not affiliated with anybody that I know, I tend not to add you. Or I might send you a, a behind the scenes message saying you know you could get added to a the fan page because I have a um, fan page for my publishing company, so I would I would do that. So those are just my rules per se. Mm-hmm. And that's a good practice. That is definitely a good practice. And I actually seen a lot more of that on Facebook. You know, now I've heard of this phenomenon. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Of Facebook actually preventing you from adding new users or adding new friends to your friends list. And of course, I don't have that many friends to actually have that happen to me. Five thousand is what you need. Yeah, the critical mass is five thousand. I was about to say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and is that just a limitation that they place because of the intricacies of the system? I mean, just imagine if you sent the message out and all five thousand decided to reply, and all five thousand are their friends. You know, is that just sort of their their controls? I, I'm, you know, I can't speak on that per se, but I can speak on, you know, I, I, I know I've read on an article about that thing that, you know, the, the, the chances of someone actually knowing 5,000 real people, they don't, they don't buy that. So they have an alternative in which you can create a fan page, you know, yeah. they, they rather you keep the connections under 5,000. But if you, I don't know, like Ashton Kushner, for instance, have you have like a million plus people like fans you can you can you can get transitioned to a, a fan page actually and i you know i i don't know the business logic behind it but to make an assumption based on my background and in, in, in it and, and and if i were to build a similar system i would do it to, to keep a closer connection i would i would even i would probably even limit it um, a lot less than five thousand because after a while are you really keeping that connection with that many people because right. you, you figure if I have a system and people are using it, the closer the closer you are to the people in your network, the more you're going to use my system, the more you're going to be on it, the more time you're going to spend because you're actually um, emotionally invested in the people in your network. But if you don't know them and, and it's, it's, it's loose ties, you know, you tend not to 
care as right. much, and you t- can tend not to spend as much time. This is just my opinion. If, if you know, I were building a system like that. So, Nimdi, um, take us back to your book. What what's the the chapter that stands out more to you, or the article that you have in your book? Which which uh, one of those that that I mean that you would like to tell us a little bit more about? Good question. Um, well, I don't I don't want to ruin the cliff. it's a cliffhanger with one of the last characters. You know that that's something that I don't want to I wouldn't want to ruin because it's always a surprise when I hear someone read it. Um, I like I like I love the intro. You know I love the intro because of the way it it starts off and it sets the tone for the for the book and the characters. Uh, and I could I can go into the intro and um, right now and I also the 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 stories the actual stories of some of these characters as you as you read them you get involved so you know I can say I like it all <laughs> so I'm gonna stick with that answer but to just go into the intro a little bit I I'm a character in the book so essentially um, the world that exists in Facebook addiction is 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 a is a world where this social networking addiction is is being is to the extreme. You know, and it's to the extreme that someone right now is the character who's playing in Namdi. He's searching for a way. Like he he got himself out of it, or you know he's fighting it. So now he wants to help others because he doesn't really feel they're viable sources out there. So he forms an online group in which people can come together and 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 share their their affliction. And, and, and help each other through by, by listening to each other's stories. So it sets the tone. It, it, it's, a, it's humorous in a sense. And um, from there, you start seeing all the other personalities in the book, and then you lead into the, um, the news articles, and then we get into the, the structure of Social Networking Anonymous. Mm-hmm. I now, actually, Brian, real quick, I heard t- today, I was, in, I was listening on Satellite Radio, I actually heard that they're creating a social networking uh section. You you're not you're not gonna believe this, Brian. It's for men they're advertising it for men and women that are married that wish to remain anonymous as far as your information getting out there. If you are married and you want to cheat on your wife or your, your husband, they are creating a site for that. actually they already have it. Where you can go in and, and and meet these other married couples or whatever, other married people, and no one else is supposed to know anything about it. And, and I mean, you're going all over the place. What in the world, <laughs> what is this world coming to? I mean, they're actually openly spending money telling people, this is okay, come on, come do this. Do Do you guys see, I mean, I have a problem with that. Brian, do you want me to take this, or do you want to? Yeah, go ahead, take it. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into the IT consulting hat and the and the, okay. and, the and and you know we built these types of systems. Um, it, I don't. It's not about when you're building these types of systems. It's not necessarily about right or wrong. Um, you know, just this is from the business aspect and the development aspect. You're, you're just thinking, right, that this is a potential open market that people actually wanted are thinking this i mean the divorce rate is what over over what 50% right now yes. so obviously you know some people are thinking about this it's it's on people's minds so you're thinking can i can i create an environment that they can do it in you know it it's more moral morality aside you know it it's a it's a solution to what some people think is a is a problem yes. so they they created an environment to, to to fix the solution, I mean, to, to fix the problem. And, you know, another thing that I see on, on Facebook and, and other sites, I see a lot of parents, you know, they have their babies, pictures, and all of this kind of stuff. That scares me to death because, uh, you know, Brian and I, we, we go into jails and prisons and we, we speak to to a lot of guys, and I'm not saying every guy in there, is, you know, that they're this way, but... I've actually gone in there and I met some of the guys that, I mean, they they they've probably been dealing with this kind of stuff, and this is absolutely scary because, and, and it's sad to say, you can get a man watching a child, and 
get excited from just a picture. I mean, they're just sitting there. It's sad. It's just sad. I really don't like the fact that when people, you know, they have good intentions. They're just showing off their beautiful child. But then you have other people out there that want to hurt that child or hurt, you know, just cause problems. And and it's so easy to find out where people are so that they have access to you to do this thing. They make it so easy because a person can just ask you, well, where are you from? Well, I live in Atlanta. Oh, okay, I live in Atlanta. What's you know, and, and they can bait you up, and they, oh yeah, I live right around the corner from that. And they pretty much before the conversation is over in a couple of days, they make you feel so comfortable until you pretty much oh yeah, that my house is the such and such house, and now you're a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, it, you see, with, with these types of systems, it, basically everything is. It's an automated approach to live your life. So I would say the same rules that you would apply to, you know, just your daily life and being outside. Would you would you go to a, 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 a would you at a bar? Would you come up to a random stranger you have no, you have you don't know and show him the pictures of your children? Like who who does that, right? So then if you're on Facebook, adjust your privacy settings to only a selected amount of people in your close circle can see it. You know, if you're, same, same, same thing, if you're in some random place and, and someone's asking you intrusive questions, you may think, like, what's the ulterior motive behind these types of questions? So you might close up and not tell them. But I think what, what some people do is because it's online, it seems somewhat harmless and if a mm-hmm. person was right in front of you. But I, I think the same, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's harmful in both ways. I mean, there was a... A, a, a case in um, uh, a teen pedophile case uh, recently. I put it. It's on our blog at um, icecreammelts.com, in which essentially a, an older teenager, well, let's call him a man because he's past the age of 18, um, posted a picture of a of a naked girl or a, a, a some type of a, a, a young lady, and he then you know pretended to be this person. And then he, he, he got a bunch of high school students, males, to give him naked pictures in return because they thought that it was a woman that they were interacting with. Mm-hmm. Then he turned around and blackmailed them, saying, if, if you don't do certain sexual favors for me, I'm going to expose these pictures and embarrass you. Unfortunately, some of the, some of the adolescent boys, they did. So, you know, it, 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 this, this guy was a predator, and he took advantage of these people. So, mm-hmm. But he, he used the same types of tactics he would have used in a in a one-on-one setting in which you know if he maybe if he got someone and so if it, i'm going to tell your your parents that you talk to a stranger whatever and in, and in, and invaded these 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 boys into into doing those things so in general i i just think you know a lot of people think because you're online it's harmless i think uh it's not the case i mean the same rules should apply whether you're online or offline now and, and i totally agree you know, but at the same time, there has to be this thing called personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also there has to be standards that, you know, you as a parent or you as an adult in that house have to set for, you know, for Internet use. Like my children know that there are certain websites, even though they're they're not, you know, risque websites per se, but there are certain websites they do not have access to. You know, and if I see them on those sites, you know, their computers come away. You know, if I see them going to those sites, I tell them, don't go to that site anymore. And, you know, I know this isn't uh, part of the Facebook thing, but the site, it's like IMVU or something like that, or I love MU or some, some, there's like this social networking site where you can have an avatar and your avatar will interact with other avatars on the site. And I actually learned of it from my uh, my daughter's god sister, who's nine. You know, and my daughter's ten. And so they get on there and they play. And, you know, initially when I saw it, I said, oh, you know, I guess it's kind of okay. You know, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention because they were, you know, they had little girls and they could dress up like, you know, dress up the outfits and everything. But... My wife just happened to be um, laying, you know, in the bed next to my daughter as she was playing the game. 
and she saw where you know they went to you know, like you could go to like little social settings like a almost like a, a club like a teen club on the game or something like that and she said that it looked as if the um the little boys that were playing on there and the little girls that were playing on there were actually uh, it looked like it was like a simulated sex act mm. and she's like what in the heck are you playing you know, and because my, my wife, she said it, it looked as if the boys, the, that the girls could go and literally straddle the boys on the thing, but they would they would black out that area where you couldn't really see what was going on, but it was obvious. You know, and of course I didn't see that part, and like my daughter had said, she said, well I never actually did that part of it, and I just figured they were just sitting on the boys' laps. I didn't know what they were doing because you know she's ten, she didn't know. See what the what the problem is. It, 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 at times, it's not necessarily uh, a parent that doesn't. They don't want to act on something like that. It's mm-hmm. it's somewhat of a divide. They don't necessarily understand it. Like like right. in, in, in the story, you said if you see them on this site, the computers are coming away. But you know, it's the same concept of you know, uh, it, growing up with like a latchkey kid. And mm-hmm. yeah, if I see you have company in the house, you're gonna get in trouble. But if you're away at work, you're never gonna see that. You know, right. so right. maybe it's not, it, 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 and, and it, but a lot of parents, you know, it, as, right at this at a certain stage right now, you have a point where the where the children are more computer savvy than the parents. So mm-hmm. you know, you may never see them. So, but there's there's ways that you can you can like literally block that particular site on your computer or set up some sort of monitoring. So Already they done. are, <laughs> yeah. But you see, you're you're more savvy than most. So right. right. Because you have and a nice actually, background, as you said, you know, so you're yeah. more savvy. But what if, what if a parent who's not as savvy really doesn't understand it? And I think that's mm-hmm. where the, the problem comes in. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like in my house, I have these little tricks of the trade that I know that I'll go in and, you know, I'll set them up to hit that recursive loop. And every time they go to that site, they get that same blank page that makes it seem as if, you know, the Internet's down. They'll say, and if they say, hey, Daddy, the Internet's down, and I know it's not down, and I'll say, what side are you going to? You know, and then I'll say, never mind. <laughs> you know, so there's little things that I've done. And even, like, when adults have come to the house and, like, they'll try to get on MySpace or Facebook on the kids' laptops or on the kids' computers, and they'll say, well, what's wrong with this? I'm like, oh, you need to use the adult computer <laughs> because the kids' computers are locked down. Well, we're, we're, you know, and, you know, like, and, that's, and that's a great thing, and, and, and you know, unfortunately, like I said, a lot of a lot of a lot of parents are not as savvy. They probably will just get the right. child the computer, but not really understand the intricacies and how to do what you just described that you, you did. Mhm. Exactly. You know, but let me ask this question. Um, as a parent, as what I do, like you said, most parents won't know how to do these things. But as a parent, what are some of the things that you would suggest two parents i'm sorry let me ask you a question first are you a parent <laughs> yes i am okay good now so that way that way i can qualify my question as a parent there are certain guidelines that you set just like there are certain guidelines as a parent that i set and i'm sure greg sets as well as far as how they interact on computers what they do when they do it how they do it you know what are some of the things that you would recommend to parents that have children that are of the quote-unquote social networking age. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's tough. It, it, I guess it's like it's like dating. You just hopefully you, you don't never do it, right? But you you <laughs> you, you yeah, monitoring. You know, um, if you're if the only option is for them to have a Facebook page and you're at that point and they want to have it, be be their friend. You know, understand what's going on and. and and you know, I have um, with the with the book based blog, I've, I've had uh, you know different parents blog in and give their suggestions and things of that nature. But you know, become a friend with them. I mean, and if you're their friend, it's, it's, this is this is not a situation where they can adjust the privacy settings against you. No, like full disclosure. I want to I want to know what's going on. And I think I think it it, it, uh, it it gives insight. I mean, it was one blog we posted about parents that are friends with their children, and, and some like this. Some are saying, you know, this is a good, when, as they got older and went away to college, this was a great way to keep in touch. 
Others said, you know, even though they're they're young, I still want to I want to know what's going on. I want to be more involved with their life, both offline and online. So, uh, the, the best thing to do is 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 join in the activity. I think that's the that's the main point of advice. If if, if they are on it and you can't prevent that at a certain point, then join in. Be be, be a part of it and, and full disclosure. So if you can't beat them, join them, huh? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you have to understand what's going on. You don't you don't you know it's not. You don't want to be in the dark, you know. That's not a um, situation that you want to you want to be in. You know, and and the reason I ask that question is that I have a cousin that her um, now college age daughter, who still lives at home, is on Facebook, and she would see uh, you know anytime, and she was her, her daughter was her friend on Facebook, and she's my friend, and so her daughter would put certain things out there. And there were always the you know you know the nicest words used or the most politically correct things to say, and so she would constantly get on her girl. You can't put that kind of stuff out there on Facebook. You know she was sort of like the Facebook police in her house, and mm-hmm. so her daughter eventually just blocked her. <laughs> you know, and and then I'm having this conversation with my cousin, and she's like, "Do you know she blocked me? Did she block you?" I said, "No." <laughs> You know, and my cousin's only a few years older than I am. You know, so it was just funny that I was like, "What?" Well, I said, she blocked you because you're mama and you're not hip. I said, what you have to do is if you want her to, because uh, I, I, I actually sent her a message. I said, unblock your mama, <laughs> you know. She's, but she's like, well, I know why she blocked me because she likes to put stuff out there and I don't approve of it. And I told her, I said, well, you got to understand, even though she still lives in your house, you know, She's not a baby anymore. She's, you know, she's a young woman. She's a college student, and this is how college students interact. I say, now, mind you, you don't have to accept what she puts out there, and you can say, you know, I don't approve of this here and there. I said, but guess what? If you want to know what she says, just ask me, you know, or just ask somebody else in that circle, you know. And again, you have to have this relationship that, you know, it, it's sort of a relationship of trust. You know, and Greg can tell you, uh, when we go out and we go to different places and we talk to youth groups and so forth, for some reason these youth have more trust in two strangers that walk into the room and start telling them about stuff that people that see them every day won't discuss, you know. And it's just, in, in some instances, it's almost appalling the fact that these kids would be ready to tell us their entire story you know about what happened to them and who did it and why before they would tell all the adults that are around them i mean it's just being i don't know i feel like a big kid myself sometimes and you know in which i could still remember college and high school and, and interacting with friends and 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 and, and different people and in, in, in my interactions the one thing that i learned is People will put out little tests, right? They'll say something like uh, to their parent, or you know, I'm, I'm going to go and 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 I'm you know about drinking or whatever, or about the sex subject. And as soon as that person flies off the handle, that's it. They had more information, but because you flew off the handle, that little bit of information, that's where the conversation stops. So, you know, I don't. I, I think that's the best advice. If like if your cousin, for instance. It, just fall back, you know, <laughs> and watch, right. observe, you know, and you you know when things are getting out of hands, but you have to understand whether she you're her Facebook friend or not, there are going to be certain things that that they'll do with their friends or talk with their with their friends that they're just it, it'll make you uncomfortable if you overheard. But this the the whole goal is, I guess, in, in general, if you just instilled the right things in them in general, so that when they do go out into the world, they they still keep that. I know I did things. With my friends, that you know, my mother found out she probably wouldn't approve of. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm 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 okay. So, yeah. and I think that's just the that's just the bottom line. Where where maybe some of the youth that you come in contact with may feel more comfortable talking to you guys about stuff than they they would um, their parents because maybe in your conversation you're not judging them. You're just talking. It's a, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a back and forth. It's not a Reprimand, you know, it's not like, well, you didn't know. It's just a common, it's a good conversation. You may instill some words of wisdom, being that you guys are 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 are, are role models, and you're and you're and you're talking to them in that light. But in general, it's a conversation. That's why they don't feel threatened. 
That's true. Right. That's true. And you know, I, I'm talking with. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, D. Stewart. I'm talking with D. And um, nice. We, <laughs> he's going to kill me. We've been talking back and forth, texting back and forth about the alternate, you know, reality of how people are on Facebook. They become this other person. They can live out their, you know, this fantasy or whatever they may have. Uh, of living the life that they want to live. I mean, you could just live different lives online. I mean, you know, you can come home and and be this person that you you've always wanted to be, and you can create this this person, and you can trick people with that. Well, you know, one one thing that I always say is that you can be anybody you want yeah. online. Yeah. My my consulting company we specialize in in creating that mainly for businesses, but in general. That's what you can you can be anybody you want online, and, and, and I, I was I was talking in a in a previous interview about that, and I said, you know, what sounds better, right? I'm gonna go take a, a walk and and do laundry, or while wow, I'm about to go skydiving, and this weekend we're gonna go rock climbing, we're gonna do, you know, <laughs> you know, some people choose these personas and that are not real at, right. at times, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes they are real, but sometimes it, it, just a level of excitement that persona comes with, some people want that. Uh, there was a, a, a blog entry on, on our Facebook addiction blog on, on icecreammelts.com in which it was, a, it was a husband and wife, right? They actually reconnected from, they were, they were uh, new children in junior high, they reconnected later on in life, they got married, uh, she moves out to, to, to his town where he's at, he keeps her at home, so you don't, when they, before the marriage, you don't have to work, stay at home, just take care of home. Now, She's at home really kind of secluded from her friends. She doesn't do the Facebook thing anymore. And he's kind of, the, the, the relationship kind of goes in a different direction. He's saying, why don't you do this? He's reprimanding her, doing all these different things. Come to find out, right, on Facebook, though, he's jet, he's, he posts his statuses. He's jet-setting with his wife to L.A. Where should he take her tonight? He's like a big romantic. He gives advice. He's really outgoing. And he's telling people he's doing all these wonderful things with his wife. They're traveling, vacations. But in reality, they're not. She later on found out and, you know, it, it, that, that he was, had this whole persona. And uh, she, 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 they, they, they eventually got divorced. But the, the whole point is you could really be anyone you want online. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a digital persona that you can, you can portray and, and, and you, can, you can do. So they're, def- they're definitely people that choose to, to live life like that. Right. Right. You know, and I have a friend that, um, and I won't mention who he is, but he is actually sort of like the shock jock of my friends list. Because there are some things that he will say that is just so far, you know, I'll just say it like this. There's some things that he, that he says that is just straight up inappropriate. <laughs> you know, and... And it's like I don't want to delete him because I think I can reach him. <laughs> For, you know, it's just it's some it's something that won't let me delete him as much as I want to, because as I mean, some of the things that he'll say is just so rude and disrespectful to people. Mm. And I'm mm. like, wow, man, how could you say this? You know, but I won't delete him because I feel like that I can reach him. You know. Okay. But what do you what do you and I guess the question I'm asking is what do you do when it's somebody that's close to you that somebody you know somebody that you you know that you have a level of respect for and they don't have the the correct social media etiquette well it, it depends right if 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 their social media etiquette is in some way infringing on my online brand, they're going to get defriended. I mean, we're that close, then we should have a relationship outside of the social networks. That shouldn't affect our relationship. But, um, you know, I would just defriend them. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't play that. Man. <laughs> you know, I, I'll just defriend It's a wrap, you know. It, but, you know, so if I post something and every time I post something, they're, they're like, commenting and, and the comments are inappropriate and maybe offensive and, because, you know, it, it's one of those things that is the same concept applies, right? Birds of a feather flock together. So if right. they're posting those things and they're, and they're in your network and maybe someone who doesn't know you as well as watching that, they could think that you, are, by not taking any action, that you agree, agree. with it. Right. So, you know, I, I would personally 
dismiss that person from my circle and online. We could still be cool offline because sometimes I guess people like that, the same comments they'll make online they'll do at a bar when you're just there with their friends and they'll just say something random. But um, right. so, you know, it's, it's just no filter. So that, that, that's, that's what I would do personally. Well, you know, we've talked about some of the scary things that, that, that can happen on Facebook, and we've talked about some security risk and issues. What about the great things that people can do on there? Brian mentioned that I go on and, and, and I, I try to, every morning I try to go in and, and try to write something that's inspiring and that, that may touch someone. And I see it. I mean, everybody. Everybody has their saying. Everybody have, you know, like you said, they have their little brand that they that they do on a daily basis, and it it, it is fun. And you and you can really get a lot of help uh, as far as education. I, I think there's an IT section where a lot of guys are on there, businesses are on there asking questions. They're reaching out to people. They're trying to figure out how can we get better business. And and in the meantime, they're actually cutting out. Somebody's job, some you know that middleman, the person that goes out and do that, that person is probably going to lose their job because of this. So there is a benefit, and there is also um, I'm not going to say a curse, but some people are hurt by it. I think there's a multitude of benefits to, to social media and sites like Facebook. I mean, just to give you some examples, right? Um, my 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 consulting company, we, we deal out with technology and we build it for people with the um, current um, tr- tr- um, tragedy that happened in, in Haiti, um, I have a friend that owns an art gallery in Philadelphia, um, and she, she specializes in um, Haitian art, and she's also Haitian. Uh, so she wanted, she wanted, um, she sent an email that she's, she's doing different things to get supplies there, and I saw the email, and then one of the things that I do for clients is we, we build customized Facebook fan, fan pages that we can make, make it look like your website. You can also... We can enable it so you can sell things from Facebook. So I said, you know what? Let, let me let me help you. Let me let me build a, a fan page for you. You know, let me, let me donate some of my time. Build this fan page. Let's put a PayPal button so that people can donate. And also, you can keep people aware of what's going on and what you're doing, and also where they can drop stuff off and fill. And she loved the idea, and we did it. And, it, and it's on right now. If you go to um, um, Facebook.com/slash/VivantHaitianRelief. It's it that 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 site's on it, and I think a few days after doing it, uh, she we got like uh, over 200 fans, and, and people now are aware of what's going on. She had a fundraiser at her art gallery, so that's definitely a benefit. Um, helping business businesses promote their brand through pages—that's a good technology. Advertising, you can uh, you know you can reach your specific demographic with their advertising model. Um, just the idea of further connecting with people and 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 getting. You know, if you want to to get information on a particular topic, you you know you can reach out to your network now instead of making a million and one phone calls. You can do that with one status update. So, I mean, with with, with all these social medias, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, there are benefits to it, especially when it comes to your your business, um, even jobs, if you just leverage it right. But with anything that's good, you can also take it to the hill, right? So there's 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 obsessive right. behaviors that can result in um in Facebook addiction. You know. Right, exactly. You know, um, and you know, when I think about it, you know, you have those issues of, and this wasn't actually on Facebook. I believe it was actually on MySpace, where the person, you know, said they were somebody who they weren't, and mm. you know, they made a fool of the little girl, and she committed suicide. Oh, yeah. You know, so oh, you yeah, have those. Yeah, I read about cases. that story. I read yeah. about that story. You know, you have those extreme cases where you know, you know, you also have to think about it. Somebody could go in and. Uh, really be looking for friends, and they could have a bunch of friends, and maybe these people friend her for the wrong reason or friend him for the wrong reason, and you know, you drop a hundred friends in one day, and that might depress you to the point where you don't you feel as if you know you have nothing left to live for. I mean, so you have those extreme cases, you know, but then you have those cases where people actually are challenging you. I'm, I can remember hearing about in the you know in the grade schools where kids would be talking about fighting on Facebook and on MySpace and on the other social media networks, and they were telling people through the networks where the fights were going to be and who was fighting and, you know, who who had the odds. I mean, it was, you know, and the, the administrators had no clue what was going on until one kid decided to say, well, here, look at my Facebook status. You know, because they'll say, well, what's going on? It's like, well, we don't know, we don't know, but all the while, 
these kids are text messaging each other. They're using their, you know, their Facebook apps and their MySpace apps to get the information across to everybody. And you know, the the, the teachers and the and the uh, you know school officials are completely oblivious to what's going on. You know, there was a, there was an unfortunate story on uh, December twenty third in London. We posted it on, on our blog and um, and on icecreamels.com for the Facebook addiction, in which it resulted in a in a, in a, suicide, in a not a suicide, a death. Like I guess it was a somewhat someone felt disrespected because of of a comment that was made on one on another teenage uh, uh, fan page, and he ended up killing another guy. So, but well, I, I think with things like 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 that, where, where it's violence or or you mentioned suicide. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not a mental health professional, but I think there are underlying issues, and maybe Facebook can be used as a, as a tool to help—not to help, but to, to to exasperate those things, to to bring it out to the open. But there was still some issue that that I think that should be addressed, and the the, the Facebook was maybe was just a a, a, a tool that, it was a that vehicle, it, yeah. yeah, it was a vehicle. But um, you know, I I think it was still still an issue right there that that needs to be addressed first and foremost. Yeah, I totally agree. But you, but you know what, Brian? Um, how much time do we have left? I think we have about four minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if you can give us information on how to get your book and where to get your book, and not only just this book about Facebook addiction, your other books as well, we want to make sure that that information is out there so people can go in and go to your website and buy your books. So just just give us that information. No, I appreciate that, Greg. Um the, the the book is um, Facebook Addiction: The Life and Times of Social Networking Addicts. Uh, it's available on Amazon if you put Facebook Addiction. The website for Facebook Addiction is www.thefacebookaddiction.com. Once again, that's thefacebookaddiction.com. From there, you can see all the, the different video footage uh, we have, plus our our press room and um, links to Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, we're with um, all the distributors, so if you go to your bookstore and ask for it, they can special order it, or you can get it right online. Um, if you want to look at some of my other books, which include Ice Cream Melts, A Souvenir from My Mom, uh, a book called The Quick Guide to Starting a Business Using Free and Cheap Internet Resources, um, you can click on icecreammelts.com. That's www.icecreammelts.com. And from there, you can see all the blogs associated with the books. I call it book-based blogging. Um, also, um, if, if you want information on technology in your business, you can go to uh, strategicgeneration.com. That's strategicgeneration.com. So all three sites are thefacebookaddiction.com, icecreammelts.com, and strategicgeneration.com. All those will link back to me in some way, shape, or form. Also, uh, where can uh, someone go if they want to meet you, if you have any book signings, if you're at any of the stores selling your books? Where can they meet you? I know I know you're in Philadelphia, but I'm not well, asking for your address, but basically. <laughs> Based on what we just talk, talked about, yeah, right? Yeah, we just uh, talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, at this point, the, the best thing to do um, in terms of that is to follow Ice Cream Melts on Twitter. That's Ice Cream Melts on Twitter. And as soon as I know, they will know. Um, and, and, you know, once you when I put all the status updates of where we're going to be next and, um, and, uh, and things of that nature. So the, the best thing is to, to follow Ice Cream Melts on Twitter or go to icecreammelts.com and all the links will be there. All right, Brian. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, I just want to give some quick last words. You know, when when you're in this realm of social media, you have to make sure that your addiction does not become an affliction. Mm. I ain't going to sound like Jesse or anything, but, you know. <laughs> About to start freaking out the rhyme book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but and, and the reason I say that is because sometimes people can cause greater damage by succumbing to their addictions and for something that can be used in such a marvelous way to spread the word, to get information out, to interact with people. You know, when it becomes an addiction, it could also be used to harm, hurt, and damage 
not only the minds, but also the lives and the lifestyles of people. So we have to make sure that we're mindful of that when we go out and venture into these new ways, these new uh, neural pathways of interacting, learning, teaching, and understanding. And with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we thank you, my brother, for joining us tonight, as well as all of our guests and our friends. And we ask that you come and join us again next week as we'll have another wonderful and exciting show. Good evening, God bless you all, and good night. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thanks, guys.